Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, hello. Welcome to the Recharged Wrestling Podcast. Um, the new wrestling podcast on the Robot Republic Podcast Network. Um, I'm your host, Keeney, and I'm joined today by Krusty and Fisher. Say hi, guys. Hi. All right. So I think it's way best off we we introduce ourselves as as this is the first pod. So I guess, Fisher, why don't you kind of explain how you got into wrestling, your favorites, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I would say I got into wrestling when I was probably nine or 10. So during the Attitude Era. Um, when wrestling was at its hottest. Um, I used to watch um, Sunday Heat on Channel 4, and WCW Nitro was on on Channel 5 a lot as well. So I used to watch WCW and WWF at the time, and I used to play the games, and that got me really into it. Um, And my favourites were, I've got The Rock's T-shirt on right now, The Rock, um, and um, I used to be a really big Hardy Boys fan as well. Kane was another favourite of mine growing up. Um, and then sort of went from there as I got into my teenage years, didn't really watch wrestling anymore, kind of become an uncool thing to watch. Um, and wrestling kind of became less popular with Gemma anyway. And then I kind of got into it more as an adult, um, sort of in the 2010s, I guess. Um, and now I watch, you know, all of the WWE products, including NXT, NXT UK, AEW, um, you know, uh, Rampage and Dynamite. And I'll watch the odd other thing um, if it grabs my interest. But, you know, that's really all I've got time for these days. Um, current favourite wrestlers, I would say, are um, Roman Reigns on in WWE, um, Walter, probably in NXT, and uh, MJF, uh, probably, and Malachi Black in AEW, I would say, apart from CM Punk, but we'll get to it. <laughs> of course we'll get to him uh crust you want to kind of uh do the same so hey i'm uh, i'm crust um i got into wrestling i think when i was around seven years old uh absolutely loves the rock just like fisher uh loved triple h uh, i just loved the whole whole scene of, of having the long hair and, and the big muscles i uh, i grew my hair <laughs> to be similar to them but the, the muscles never came unfortunately <laughs> Um, yeah, it's sort of, uh, as a child, um, life sort of revolved around it a little bit, um, from playing outside, having ladder matches with my friends in the park, to uh, sort of getting hyped up for WrestleMania and um, hitting my siblings with pillows, etc. It was, was a highlight. 
Um, current modern day, I, I watch all of the WWE programs, um, AEW as well. Um, my favourite modern day wrestlers uh, got to be Seth Seth Rollins. I absolutely love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant uh, in ring and on the microphone. Um, if we're looking at AEW, I'd say it's got to be Chris Jericho. I think he's fantastic. I know he's been around a little bit, but I think from promotion and still in ring at his age, he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really looking forward to getting into this podcast and uh, exploring it all with you. Yeah, definitely. So I'll kind of um, go through my kind of wrestling history as well. So I, I was very similar to these guys into it, um, you know, age of age of kind of nine, ten. I remember I kind of got into it. My dad just uh, come up to my room on like I was about nine, eight, maybe. And uh, he came up and he's like, you need to watch, you need to watch this. And he just put it on my TV. It was uh, Undertaker v. Mankind, Telling the Cell, uh, when Kane makes his debut and comes in and rips the, uh, and rips the cell door off. Oh, yeah. And that was like, just I, as a kid, it's like so amazing to watch. And then from then I was hooked. Um, and I, I guess, I guess for me, in terms of favorite wrestlers, I'm thinking Shawn Michaels was a big one. Well, he's probably my first wrestler I kind of attached myself to. Um, massive fan of Stone Cold as a youngster. And then, you know, you, you, you get the weird ones like Goldust as well, which I just loved. He's just a complete unique character. I, I think I just love the characters. Um, and I think similar to these guys, I kind of fell out uh, of love with wrestling for, for a little while and, until maybe the past seven, eight years. And um, just got massively into it and now I'm, I'm the same as these guys we'll watch everything rest uh everything wwe any uh, everything AEW. um and in terms of current wrestlers it's tough like i i loved drew but he, he's, he's got off the boil a bit recently um but i i know he's only wrestled one match recently but samoa joe is a big favorite um and in terms of AEW, yeah maybe yeah, I mean, obviously Punk, now he's back, MJF, um, Jericho, you know, the same the same kind of top names there. Um, so I guess we'll start with probably the biggest talking point of the last week, and that's the CM Punk return. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the place to start. So I, 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 I know you have a lot of uh, things you want to say on this, Fisher, as this is a... One that yeah. caught your attention. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, it it caught everyone's attention, really. And and it's one of those weird things. I think it's one of the best returns of all time. And even though we knew it was happening, like I was so sure it was going to happen, but at the same time, I didn't believe it until I see it, saw it. Like it was so weird. And just the reaction from the crowd and being in Chicago, his hometown, and everything. It was it was just absolutely perfect, and the, and the perfect timing, I think, for him to return with the fans back now properly. Um, AEW really growing into um, proper competition for WWE rather than an alternative. And I just think you know I was a Punk fan originally. Um, didn't watch too much of his early years in WWE when he was sort of in the um, what's it called the uh, uh, the. Uh... Yeah, I've I know. I know. Name now. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten the name. Yeah, I know he, like, he won a couple of money in the banks and he was part of the, um, oh, with Serena Deeb and, and Gallows. I can't remember what it was called now. Yeah, I, I have um, blanked but, as well. So I wasn't watching yeah. it too much then. So that's probably why I've forgotten it. But like the latter years of Punk when he was WWE champion and 
the feud with like you know everything with the rock and everything that happened there and the shield coming in and all that kind of stuff um and and the money in a bank match with cena i've watched that match loads of times back it's one of my favorite matches ever now um really got me it made me a massive cm punk fan um so when you know i was gutted when he left wwe because i was starting to get really really back into wrestling at that point and um you know, it didn't dampen my interest because other favourites. I used to be a massive Dolph Ziggler fan back then, like huge. He was like my favourite wrestler. Um, and, you know, there were others that kept my interest. But, um, you know, now for him to come back after seven years away is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I can't wait for his match against yeah. Darby Allen, who is another favourite of mine currently in AEW. Yeah, I'm of course. I'm really excited for that. I'm probably a bit of an odd one out for this return because... I think I was watching WWE when CM Punk joined, but didn't think too much of it at the time. I then stopped watching quite shortly after, and I didn't return until I think Punk had left for a year or so. Um, so I actually missed his whole career, which he seemed, he's one of the biggest names in wrestling. Um, but it's amazing how this comeback has sort of drawn me in, even though I wasn't already a fan. I feel like I am. Um, just the way the crowd reacted to him, the hype around it, I found myself reading into it and watching videos around him to learn more because I'm that excited to, to see him and what he's done in the past, watching like past promos and things of somebody that I've never seen. I don't tend to do that unless it's an absolute sort of legend um, yeah, so I, I, I think you made a good point. I think I, I think I think the fans were such a big factor on on a rampage on Friday. I mean, having gone two years, eighteen months or so without fans, you you kind of forget how big they can be. And like the first few shows back, we saw you know, oh yeah, fans, it's so much better with fans. But then that reaction on Friday, I think I think I agree with you, Fisher. I think it is one of the biggest returns ever. Just the reaction is something. I've, I've maybe never seen before. It's, it's right up there. It's, it's you know, it's, it's it's top three biggest reactions from a crowd I think I've ever seen. Maybe and I think, is, um, yeah, I was going to the Hardys as well when they returned. Yeah, that was, was a really big one in recent years. I think they, those three stand out. I think. Yeah, but I I, I think maybe part of part of, part of recently mentioned his recent return oh, has been yeah yeah that, that, that was was really yeah that was a big one. But I, I think maybe the fans been away for so long and it was like the first show in Chicago and mm. obviously I think they the, the timing and everything from AEW was perfect um, and they and the fact that they just let him speak for 15 minutes without any there was no advert breaks because actually one thing they did is they put an advert break in at the start of his entrance so they so they didn't have to take an advert break during his promo didn't have to, so he didn't have to like time him or cut him short so they just let him have have the mic for as long as he wanted and he was just completely off script, speaking at speaking as he does. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I just feel sorry for you, Krusty, that you missed his initial run because. Mm. God, he, Thing is, I'm hoping he now he's gonna. Me. He's got big, for me, he's got big boots to fill because everybody the hype around him has made massive boots. But already, I can see he's going to step into that. He's yeah. got me sort it, of. It, it's. The it's only awesome. thing that's doubtful, and it's not a doubt really massively, but is is his in-ring work still as good mm. as it was? Because no one knows, really. One thing I really like what AEW have done, they've not gone and put him in the ring with a heel. Or, or they've not gone, 
oh I know let's let's make him feud with Omega or so, or MJF or something like that they've given them um Darby which I think uh, if you said to me who would you feud him with straight away or who would they feud say I would never ever have chosen Darby Allen but I suppose maybe I'm thinking of WE's sort of way yeah yeah I think that's fantastic I I can't I I, I kind of agree I'm surprised because I think I think it's actually a a weird spot for Darby to be in because he's been probably with Orange Cassidy the most over act in AEW or maybe you know Hangman in Jericho but he's right he's probably he's probably number one Darby right now yeah maybe yeah the most over and so to put him against Punk is like no one's going to want Darby to win that feud. Very few people are going to want Darby to win that feud. Just, I, I was surprised they went. I, I know obviously the build up, Darby was all mentioned in Best in the World in his promo, so it's quite obvious that was what they were going to do. But I just thought they might have done like a like you know like a uh, Ethan Page like an easy Punk's going to win. Just, just kind of yeah. Well, I, don't think I, I, I am as well. That. I think that would have put a real damper on it. Where straight away it's bang. Here and, and, and the great thing about it as well is because you put him going to the face like Darby Allen, is he can praise Darby Allen and put him over in his promos. So yeah, you mentioned it a bit on Friday, but also on Dynamite yesterday, he was praising Darby Allen so much. Because mm. if it was a heel and you put him against like an MJF and he started talking about how great MJF is, it wouldn't have fit right. No. So no, what right. he's doing is he's, he's making though. Darby Allen because Darby Allen's probably going to lose the match, right? CM Punk isn't losing his first match back. Nah, but no chance. He's making Darby Allen sound so amazing that when he loses, he's not going to lose anything out of it. And I feel like that's that makes it special. Yeah, and, and I suppose if if you want someone to sell for you and you haven't been in the ring for seven years, then Darby Allen's oh, yeah. about as good as you can yeah. get, isn't he? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just um, want to mention when you're talking about Darby when uh, he took that suplex onto the skateboard. Ouch. Well, yeah, I, 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 I thought you were going to mention the uh, coffin drop through the coffin. That, yeah, was, that, like, was, that was insane. Some of the stuff he's done in a body Everything bag, he's done like, is insane. He's, he's amazing. This That's, last I, couple of weeks. Yeah. He's that brilliant. skateboard. Oh, that, made me, that made me wince. He's, he's, he's the new day Jeff Hardy. Probably yeah. worse than Jeff oh, Hardy. It, it's worse <laughs> than Jeff Hardy, really. But when he is like him in a way, yeah. Jeff was doing Swanton bombs off the top of like, yeah, like, you know, three, four ladders high. Yeah, ridiculous. Three, yeah, three I, tables. That's why stuff. I love Jeff Hardy. Like you mentioned, I mentioned the Hardy Boys in the intro, but I absolutely love the Hardy Boys and Jeff in particular mainly. As, as I a, still, I still love Jeff Hardy, but he's just he's not obviously he's not. But he's not as he was presented yeah. in, a, in in as he was, and he can't really. I don't think he no. can do what he did. But the feuds yeah. that he used to have with the Dudley Boys and that were just fantastic. Yeah, no, no Christian, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're some of the best matches you've ever oh, seen. I absolutely loved it. There's too many people to mention. I'd literally just go through the roster. If I, I think we, we yeah. I reckon we could do an hour and a half on just too too cool. Play, Maybe we'll have to do a special love. on that. Rikishi <laughs> special B in people's faces. <laughs> um, but yeah. Maybe we um so yeah, amazing comeback. Can't wait to find out what happens. Yeah. What else has been going on in AEW? What are we thinking? Yeah, so I I, I think, for me, one of the biggest things in AW right now, aside aside from Punk, which is clearly the biggest thing, is this MJF Jericho feud that's been running now for about six months, and we're coming to an end, aren't we? We, we can come to the end of the feud. I mean, we had the five labors of Jericho last week, um, the last one, um, and obviously MJF won. I was sure. Um, I did not expect that. 
I know. I know. Love it. Th- that that was that was a definite shock. Um, but obviously we've now got set for all out. We now have MJF and Jericho again. Um, and so so that I I think could be a great match. I mean they've had they've had a lot of great matches. I mean, well you know maybe I'm being generous with the great matches. They've had good yeah, matches. They, they, yeah, special. they they've had great builds to the match the, the promos the promos yeah. are amazing the promos were amazing yeah. the, the, the story has been insane and like it's it's just probably the two okay apart from CM Punk now the two best on mic the best face the best heel you're going to get on mic just going at it and it's you know I've, 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 I've definitely said to you guys before that MJF is just the ultimate heel I don't think you know, Baron Corbin for a while on WWE was one of the best heels going just because you could not hate him. There's nothing you can like about Baron Corbin. And MJF is one of those. We all appreciate how good he is, but no one, no, it's hard to say you like MJF because he really does everything to make you dislike him. Like he's, he's, so, he's, he's, he's so good at, you know, putting, uh, 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 putting the face over. Yeah. I reckon you could put him against anyone. In AW, and he would make the the other person get jed. He, he's that good. You know, you could put him against. I'm trying to think of the biggest hills in AW, like uh, Ricky Starks, or um, you know, someone it's, like that. It's harder to get someone that's not that popular, right? Like, imagine like a QT Marshall or someone like that. Like, no yeah. one cheers him. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon he could fight. <laughs> I reckon he could get it. Um, but yeah, I, what I love about MJF as well is he. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his interviews and stuff, but he just does not break character and he acts like a complete dick to people that he's being interviewed by and like insults them and they love it. It's, yeah, it's well, I, I, I think that's, I think that's one of the great things about him. I mean, I know, I know Baron Corbin, I can mention him twice now, but I think he's very good at that as well. He doesn't often break character outside of, um, no, especially at the outside moment, of the WWE. It's insane. But like in, in history, I mean, I always, you always say it's always about the undertaker. Like you'd apparently you'd see him in the airport and he would always be in the Undertaker outfit acting like the Undertaker. He would never break character at all. Hmm. I, I like and I think that's that's what that's what these top wrestlers do. I think you just can't break that character. You have to be But these um, days it's with social media and everything, it, it's so it's so much harder. And I think that's actually going back to CM Punk. I mean that's why CM Punk is so good, is because I think he's just being himself. I, I yeah, don't think I don't think he's I don't yeah. think he's playing a character, CM Punk. That's just CM Punk being CM Punk. He's just mm. himself. Um, probably similar to Stone Cold in a way, probably, obviously, you know, turned, turned the dial to 11, but he, yeah. he was just, you know, being, being a Texan. So, to the, the MJF Jericho feud, I've, I've, I've mentioned these two as two of my favourite guys in, in AEW, and Jericho's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, obviously. Um, but I do feel this feud has been a bit dragged out and also booked it kind of back to front and I've enjoyed it. I love it. When their promos are on, I'm like, oh, this is great. But then when you stop and think about it, they had the blood and guts match, like against all against all the, the two factions against each other at the start of the feud. Yeah. Which was really weird to then build to the one-on-one match. No, I, I, I agree. But I think, is that because we're so used to WWE's booking, we think there's a certain way things should be done. And I, maybe, I, I, maybe. Don't, think, I don't think it's necessarily bad what AW have done. No. It's, it's just different, but... The only and, and I think the, building the, to the climax of the two ringleaders is a it's a good it idea. is fine yeah it is good but I just feel like the the labors I really like the idea of doing the labors thing 
but I do think they missed the trick with one or two of them. I, I think they went from they had Nick Gage as like a death match, like crazy. Yeah, that that should and have been they, last. Like, they went from that, and then they just had um, Juventud Guerrero, like. Yeah, and then Wardlow. That's not harder to win. It, like, it, things have just been a bit muddled in this feud. I feel, mm. um, and and for them to do another match when MJF's already won three, I just think if it was one-one or two-one. Surely Jericho's got to win this one. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've heard the, what the stipulation is on the on the match as well. It makes me think that Jericho is winning. Okay. Yeah, he's he's essentially put his um he's put his career on. He's line. put his career. He's like, if, if I lose, I'll just go to the to the um commentary booth full time. So that there is that. But then he could be ready for that. And that's <laughs> he could be. Yeah, he could be. I I actually thought when he lost uh, last week, I thought maybe he'll just top wrestling for a while. Jericho, and I, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to wrestle. That he's got one or two years left, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, mm. you you look at his physique; it's nowhere near what it, you, he's he's putting on pounds. This is you know, it's, as he gets older, it's hard for him to maintain his in ring. His in ring, he's still good in ring, but he's definitely declining. And um, maybe, yeah. And and the AW roster is so stacked, and he's he's very much about yeah. putting over putting over younger talent. Yeah. Maybe he is ready to just commentate and doesn't need to wrestle. He manage could just manage. Um, yeah. He could and just course, manage. Could always, he could always do that for a bit and then reverse that decision down the line as well. Well, if he could come to the UK first, if you're listening to this, Jerry, <laughs> yeah, do a, do a match for us. That, yeah, uh, yeah. I really, I really want an AEW UK tour to, to happen. I just want to sing Judas. That's what I want to do. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he exactly. liked yeah. the fact that they had no, uh, he had no entry. That that was brilliant. I think some of the stipulations MJF has put in has been fantastic. In, in terms yeah. of that. it's just some of the like some of it's been a bit muddled up. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I do agree. Definitely with the five labors. I think they're in the wrong order. And they also said that I thought he had five labors and then MJF. I swear they said that, and then it ended up being four, and he was the fifth. And I, I thought they would save the fifth one for all out. But no, they had a match. Now they're doing another match all out. So yeah, I, just, I did find it a bit odd that they had it on Dynamite. Yeah, um, me too. Like, mm, that sound right. But I also thought that about um, Malachi Black and Cody. I was like, why aren't they do- not doing that for, for all out? But obviously, I think Cody... That's got to be because of the fans, though. The, the, the fans are back. Let's make a big deal of yeah, it. Maybe. And I think Cody may be taking some time. I do like these big, massive matches on oh, yeah. weekly shows. It is something that WWE don't do. Yeah, and or they, if they do, they do it ten weeks in a row, and then it doesn't become special. That's or the or they do a smudge finish, and it's a roll up or a count yeah. out, and yeah. it leads to a pay per view match. There's oh. never, there's never a main event on Raw or SmackDown, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is just two great wrestlers going at it, clean finish, title change hand, or you know something like that. That never happens. No, I don't mind rarely. a non clean finish when we don't have it several times in an evening. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. Third roll it's, up in one night. It's like, come on, yeah. It, let's get original here. Ridiculous. Yeah. It does feel like they've got a sheet and they go right. We need one DQ finish, one count out, one distraction, or at least what maybe two distractions, mm. and then a roll up, and then you've got two maybe clean finishes. Why can't you just have five clean finishes and then maybe do one DQ or one roll? Yeah. Up? I, I don't understand that mentality. It's very hard to put people over that aren't winning matches clean regularly. It's very hard. Like you can't credibly get behind someone if they're not winning matches. Like, you know, again, we, we, you know, look back at the, at the glory days, the actually, and I, I know there was a lot of smoz finishes you know, oh, so back much. then, but like, 
I love Stone Cold because it's Stone Cold Stunners all the time. Like, you, you don't Finishes see... Finishes were big. Finishes. Yeah, I mean, okay, Drew does Claymore a lot, but, like, you know, you don't see Seth, his finisher, which, like, is it Curb Stomp? I don't even know what finisher is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see that happen all the time to win matches or, like, you know, I think the one, one the exception... The only one you do is RKO. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, I agree. I, I think one of the exceptions in the last couple of years is Lashley, who was doing a hurt lock on everyone, winning matches clean, and yeah. then he got built up to the title. He's the one exception in the last year or so. I, I, one thing, I, and obviously they did it with Drew, so I think the connection there is they do do it with the big champions. If you're Roman Reigns or you're Drew or you're Bobby and you've got the title on you, they will do it. But yeah. it's, it's in the middle There's of some the card. Finishes you'd ever see. It's in the middle of the card who. where you just you just don't see these finishes. You just see them yeah. yeah. And I mean, if we're going to go into it, the woman's division in particular, like what's Carmella's finisher? What's Liv Morgan's finisher? We, we don't know. Because we, you don't, you don't I, see I them I do on know TV. what they are, but they're so rare, yeah. Like, yeah, you don't see them. Liv Morgan is that thing. And then the- you get one that's supposed to be a finisher and it's a belly to belly and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, she changed that, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> when she went hill, she changed it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else from AW that you guys... Uh, yeah, so I, I think definitely worth a mention. Uh, well, uh, over, I, I think it's perfect the way they've done it. I think it is coming to a bit of an end now, but you never know of AEW. Is Omega and the Elite? I think they are fantastic. I think if anyone had any doubts about Omega, I know you did, Keeney. Oh, yeah, I, I was not. The thing is with Omega, he was one of those, probably like you with Punk. I heard so much about Omega. I heard he's the best wrestler in the world. Unbelievable. Best thing since I spread. And I hadn't seen one Omega match before AEW. And I saw him wrestle. I was like, he's a very good wrestler, but like, so is Ricochet. Like, I need more than wrestling to get behind Omega. And he had, I think his character was so flimsy for the first year of AEW. And I, I think that they've done a great job with him turning heel, being champion, being obnoxious. Uh, Don Callis to uh, by his side. I think they really, I actually really like Don Callis. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's blokes who you just want to hate. But I think like he, he is last dynamite right. when he was doing the when he was uh, being the ref. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> who did they take out? Was it Christian? Um, and and he was yeah probably yeah just so stupid and he just looked stupid. But it's just amazing. I love the way they come out with all the belts, obviously, before he lost it. Lost a couple of them the other day. Um, and the the I've got to mention the entrance, the Space Jam entrance the other yeah, week. So that good. was amazing with the moustaches. And I love the fact how you can have these like serious heels that are just taking the piss out of themselves so much that yeah. it makes them even, even more hateable. Um but I mean, the, the the fact that if you look at who they have in the elite, they've got the young bucks, they've got Gallows and Anderson. You've got such like presence there, and you've got amazing in ring ability as well. Yeah. Uh, the matches these guys are having, like I I was hooked to um, um, young bucks and Jurassic Express. That was an absolute yeah, fantastic. great match. Uh... And it was like, oh, hang on, here comes somebody else. Oh, and it is. And it, it felt just like chaos, but it wasn't like stupid. Not like some of the stuff we get, some of the other finishes we get occasionally, um, mainly on the WWE side. It just felt it works because you see these guys all the time. It's not just random people coming out. They're always together in this massive stable. Um, and I think Kenny leading it up uh, and the way he sort of throw, throws his toys out of the pram, etc. But he can wrestle. He's not cheating 
you you're believing that he can win these matches. You're not thinking, oh, yeah. he can win because he's cheating. You know he can win it. His finishers and just his general moves in. Yeah. General. See, he, he's he's one. He's one we talk about. I see his finisher all the time. I I yeah. know what Kenny Maker's like, all about. It's not been kicked out of. Yeah. In and, AEW, I think it has been once ever in his career. Angel, yeah. Man. Like, <laughs> it's and so when cool. someone does that, ma- does that moment, that, that means now when someone does kick out of it, it's going to be the biggest deal ever. Oh, yeah. Like, Definitely. You're going to be like, wow. Like, yeah. whereas when you see, I'll use an example the other day of when John Cena did now his first AA on Roman Reigns, just a normal AA. Yeah. You know, he's not winning with one AA. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then he did an AA for a table, then a super AA, and he still didn't win. And he's just, you know, finishers should be more protected than than that. Some yeah, people they are should. in the, some people's are even in WWE, but that's just an example of where like the one winged angel is completely protected as a finisher. One of those moves where you think, oh, is he gonna is it gonna hurt him when they do it? Because it is that. He's I so love his um, so Snapdragon suplexes. Oh, oh, yeah, and he hits those. How fast he does them. It's I love just, it. It's such such high risk move because it's yeah. so so easy to get it wrong and hit someone's neck. With, with I've that, watched with so that. much wrestling now that I can tend to look at things in real and tell how they're protecting their opponent. Yeah. But with that, I can't. I'm like, oh man, I can't see. Yeah, that was. And I think that's brilliant. That's that's what you want. Obviously, you don't want it to be dangerous, but you want it to be. You want it to look like it hurt, even if it doesn't. Yeah, hurt. definitely. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, you want you want a finisher that you think that is a hard one to kick out of. Like so, some of them, are just like you know you mentioned the belly to be- the belly to belly earlier. Like I think I could kick out of a belly to belly, whereas like some you know, are just um, yeah, just you think that that would proper hurt. Like that that might keep me down for more than three seconds. Um, on on the Omega thing quickly, I think they've done a really good job AW with building up. Um, Omega Christian because I I was not behind Christian at all and I've I've got behind him uh, recently and I think it's actually mainly due to the work Omega and Callis and I think they're doing such a good job. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you. I was ready to see him go. I was that. Yeah, well, we all thought Hangman was getting a title shot, and then all of a sudden it was Christian out of nowhere. And I think the way they booked the match on Rampage a few weeks back, where Christian won the title, the Impact title was so perfect. Because like they were trying to cheat, and Christian uh, did the move on the chair and got the win, and I think it's perfect because that now makes you think, oh, Christian could actually beat uh, Omega for the title. He's beaten once before. Why can't he do it again? So I think that was such good booking that I think because when you first saw that match booked, you thought, well, why are they doing this? It's a bit like they're they're fighting for the AEW title later on. Why are they doing an Impact title match on yeah. AEW TV? It's a bit strange, but I think it worked out perfectly. Yeah, it was it was great. It was yeah. And you have got Paige, I think, is having a break, which is why he's disappeared. But I do like the fact that they brought him in, gave us a little bit, and went right. You're not having it now. Yeah, build it and build it, but not without. We're not seeing it every week. Um, We've not got Paige and Dark Order versus Young Bucks, and then Paige versus um, Gallows or something like that we, 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 we've had a snippet of what's going to happen and now we're going to wait a little while and get some more so it's a really build it I love the way they're doing things I really do yeah just one last thing on AEW I mean I, I absolutely love I loved Alistair Black in, in WWE anyway and mm-hmm. his presentation so far in AEW has been almost perfect it's, they've taken the good bits of the WWE like the kind of spooky 
or a great entrance, the, the finisher, the black mask. That's so, I mean, that was one finisher in WWE that was actually pretty well protected. Yeah. And so but, far in AEW, it's been amazing. That's yeah. another one, by the way. When I see it done, I'm like... It's my favourite finish. How, how does he not, how does that, like, I just think he's always catching someone on the chin. I don't see... Like, like they slow it down so like another one is adam cole super kick like they seem to connect it so perfectly that it looks i was like that, that would probably knock you out if he caught you with that kick mm. so I, I i think it's a brilliant finish i yeah. love his look okay. i know it's not too dissimilar to what he was in wwe but he just looks so cool and yeah, yeah, i love does. the way he's come in and he has beaten Cody because there's been a few questions. Yeah. Squashed him as well. It wasn't like a, even a really competitive match. Yeah, he annihilated him because I, I, I was worried. I was thinking, oh, here we go. Cody's going to get one over him here or look all heroic um, like he has against... Um, the go-go, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The go-go so I was dreading it, but actually, I think it's fantastic. Um, and I, I think he's going to do really, really well. Um, I think he looks brilliant. And um, I hope they use him awesomely. Yeah, I yeah. I think one thing they did really well was they they brought him in as a heel because you look at his character, like why was he never a heel or never tried as a heel in WWE? Like I guess he was for a bit, wasn't he? Against he was, Kevin Owens, he was for a little while, yeah. But again, Towards he just he, yeah, but end. he just had weird long promos in WWE. He's talking yeah. about nothing. He was kind of like, was Bray, like Bray White, like, yeah, exactly like Bray yeah, White, Bray White, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just saying a lot of words, but not actually saying anything at all. Whereas mm. here, he's he's not speaking much. I know he's probably had a few promos out of black. He's just coming uh, in and Malachi. Kicking That's what. <laughs> but you know? turns up, you know, um, I don't know what his new finish is called. It's not called Black Mass, is it? It's called. They've changed like, the name, but I can't remember. What it's it is. called like Black City or something, isn't it? It's, it's got some weird I, name, I like know. Black. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but he, like he did that to Cody. Did it to Arn Anderson as well, which is such a great heel yeah, thing to do do it to an old guy like, it's, that's such a great heel move yeah. and they've gone straight in at one of the most popular guys on the roster from a fan point of view yeah Cody. i think i think that's cody's role really in aw now he doesn't do much like he can't have a title match so he just i think he's just there to put over a new talent i i i mean for me i think cody and jericho should just take back seats now in, in aw and just Put people over. Come you know, back in yeah, yeah. Maybe Jericho doesn't stop wrestling, but maybe he just, you know, wrestles. Like he's he's kind of done it already. He's put MJF over. He put Orange Cassidy over. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. you know, I think they're booking him really well. They're not, you know, they Jericho as the first ever champion was perfect because he was the biggest name in the company. Yeah, they put so, him strong initially and then kind of changed it. Yeah. We... So some something I um. I've been thinking about lately. I love the signing of Thunder Rosa. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I wanted her to come to AEW ever since I I saw her competing for the um, was it the N the NWA title? She was yeah, yeah. she was champion, wasn't she? And I thought she was fantastic um, there, and I think she's really going to lift the division along with Britt Baker, who who we um, I know we all love and thinks fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll probably mention Britt Baker more in future episodes. I think at the moment she hasn't got too much going on in terms of the feud. Um, I think it's Chris Statlander, isn't it? The number one contender at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's not massive feud there, but I, I think she is. We're going to have a build soon, aren't we? Yeah, she's probably the best women's wrestler in, in all of wrestling right now. She's definitely Baker. the most interesting, yeah, at the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're talking just if, yeah, I think as a whole package, I mean, if we're talking yeah. in ring, then Charlotte Flair's the bestest. There's not no real question, I, but. Mm. 
you know, well, maybe there is, but let's, let's talk about Charlotte Flair anyway. Let's move on to some WWE chat. So Summer, yeah. should we go on to SummerSlam? Yeah. Let's start with Charlotte then. Let's go. What do we think? Well, so I really, really enjoyed actually the triple threat women's match at SummerSlam. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but the booking of the women recently, on particularly on Raw, has been pretty, pretty poor. Obviously, they put the title on on Nikki ASH, um, kind of out of nowhere. It was like, a, you know, she wins money in the bank, cashes in the next night. Not booked strong, was pinned like every week on Raw. Took the title off Rhea. Rhea wasn't being booked particularly interestingly either. And it feels like... I mean, Charlotte's had two... She won the title off Rhea, got cashed in on, then won the title again. And it just feels like we're going to the same old thing with the women. And, and we'll get to Becky as well, but just putting the titles on Charlotte and Becky um, is 2016 when the brand split happened. The first champions were on Raw, Charlotte Flair, and SmackDown, Becky Lynch. And it just feels like WWE doesn't know how to get past those the, the, the four horsewomen or maybe like, okay, they will occasionally push an Asuka or... Shane about Shane who hasn't really been pushed to that extent, but no, no, I don't know. you know, and it just feels like they go to it all the time. Now, I I think Charlotte in that match showed how good she was. She was amazing in that match and carried it. And her promo on Raw on Monday, I actually quite liked it. Um, but I just feel like where are they going with the women um, on Raw? It feels like, like I say, there's not really many contenders to Charlotte that have been built up at all. Um, you've got the the Eva and Dewdrop thing going on. With I think they'll just hold it until the shake-up. Yeah, well, Alexa Bliss looks like her next challenger, which is an interesting feud, but then they're probably going to ruin that with like putting Lily and doing some weird stuff there, which you don't want in your main title feud. We've yeah. seen it with Bray Wyatt. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, I always think stuff like the Alexa character that shouldn't be near the title. That is like a, a, a side thing. Like um, the fiend should have been a side thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's an interesting matchup, Alexa and Charlotte. But Charlotte has to win. Like Charlotte can't keep losing titles just to get her numbers up to win it back again. Like she needs to be champion for a while. I think that there's a real her, her current character is actually quite good. I think she's. Promo-wise, she's kind of found her feet at the moment. I think she's really hitting, you know, hitting, uh, hitting home with these promos. But she needs a run. She needs people built up around her. I think there's a potential to build up Shayna or Nia. I, I think they need to they need to break up. Need to have a, have a match, and the winner needs to be built up as the next challenger to Charlotte because they're both physically, you know. Uh, quite dominant. I, I I think there's a real potential for one of those two. Them two aside, I mean, Asuka's a joke. I'm Rhea, if Rhea's they, a joke. Um, I wonder if they might bring Belair over at some point. They may uh, well do that. I'll mention more about her losing the belt a bit later on, but I um I think she could have a fantastic feud with Charlotte. The oh, only thing that you worry me about that is that we've just had Rhea and um the sort of, I guess, big clash of two phenomenal athletes in a ring has been done. So maybe they're going to want to go down a different route with it. I guess this Alexa Bliss thing is the different. Yeah, it's very different. Very different. Yeah. 
So. And Nikki SH was a very different route as well. Really. It was. I, I actually liked the, the, the Nikki stuff. I thought she was the right winner of the Money in the Bank. I actually thought it was good that she cashed in quickly. I actually I don't want her to hold on to it for ages. I don't want her to do an OS and you know be stupid with it. I just wanted her to get it quickly, cash in, be champion. And I, okay, after she was champion, they didn't do a great job with her. But I, I liked I liked the premise of it. I think that it was it was the right decision at the right time, personally. Mm. Um, but Charlotte again, he, Charlotte's a safe option for WWE. If if they have no one else built up, they'll just give give it to Charlotte because she she could always be champion. Yeah, just like John Cena back in the day, he could always be champion. Oh, I don't know, I just give it to Cena. It's it's easy. But I I I, I think you know just. On that SummerSlam match, I think I, I think it was a great match. Actually, it surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Like so often, triple threats don't live up to what they could be. Um, you know, I think just in recent times, I think the only one that has lived up was the um, Brian Edge Reigns yeah. one at, at yeah, Mania. Yeah. I think that one really lived up to it. Uh, but I, I actually, I think this one did as well. This one. Um, you know, I think it was it, it was built up not not great. I, I don't think. I think they they made it. They've made a right mess of Rhea's character from day one. They don't know whether she's heel or face, and that's because she's up against Charlotte, and they're trying to work out Charlotte. So Rhea's just you know a secondary thought. Even when she was champion, I, I thought she was a secondary thought. Um, but yeah, I, I just want Charlotte to be champion now for a while, build up challenges around her, and you know. Because because she can have great matches with most people, Charlotte. She's she's that good. I, yeah. I really think you don't, you don't need to worry about the pay per view matches. Charlotte will take care of that. You just need to build up the challenges for her. Hmm. Absolutely. All right. Whilst we're on WWE, I did have um, some points from SummerSlam, and and these these aren't the big matches on SummerSlam, but I I, I think we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Yeah. I I, I think there's well. On, on their show, they were both on SummerSlam, but there's two superstars in the last few months that have really impressed me. And I'll just do one at a time. First is Damian Priest. I think mm. in terms of being booked strong, since he come up, he's been booked about as strong as you as you can since since coming up, you know. Yeah, he does he doesn't lose, does he really? Yeah, yeah. I think he was put in the right few to start with, with the bad bunny stuff. That's a fantastic spot for him. I think his stuff with Miz and Morrison went on a bit too long. Oh, and, and the zombies and stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the worst match in WWE history. That zombie match. I, I, can't, I, I, I cannot get over that match. I didn't hate it as much as you, but oh, yeah. it was really loved the bad bunny match. Though it didn't. Yeah, it was, that yeah, yeah, really bad, bad bunny was great. Like, it was really great. Yeah, yeah. But, but, from an outsider coming in who's not a wrestler, I thought that was great. And but, yeah, bad bunny is a brilliant, not a big star at the time. I mean, he was in NXT, obviously, so we we loved him mm. anyway. But. For for your your main roster watchers, he wasn't a a, a, a um, sort of main star, but I thought I think it sort of made him. No, it did, and he's he's kind of gone from strength to strength, and you know the the, the match of SummerSlam with Sheamus was what it was. It was it was, it was pretty good. It, yeah, it was good. It wasn't fantastic. It, wasn't, but it, it was one I was looking forward to the most because I really got behind the priest character and. I, I think we all know Sheamus can have a great match. Like oh, Sheamus yeah. is, is about as reliable as it gets in terms of uh, of an in-ring performer. And if it was the right decision to give, to make him champion, Priest, he he he, he should be the champion. Uh, it's, it's it's US, isn't it? He's US champion. Yeah. I always get it confused. US and continental. Um, and 
do you know one thing I really like about Priest is he's not stupid like on screen. So often you see faces that are stupid, like they'll get distracted from, from behind them, they'll turn around and someone will come behind them stupidly and and um you know make them look like a fool. But I think there was a was it this week's raw or last week's fraud where it's Ms. Morrison, you know, messing messing around with him and he turned his back. And I think Miz came in the ring behind him with a super soaker. He turned around and caught the Miz and then beat the Miz up. And I was like, oh, that's like, it's something so, so small, but like, you don't often see faces booked like that. Yeah. Vince Vince doesn't like to book faces to be clever necessarily. I think uh, something I've... that made him look good as well, it was just the presence of him was when they put him in front of Lashley. And yeah, then, that, that was. He was. I was like, wow, this guy's massive because he, he made Lashley look small. Um, and I think the fact that he squared off with Lashley really gave him uh, a boost again. Yeah, it made him look very credible. A strong face, not just a face that's, as you say, a silly face. But um, yeah, no, no, he's he's someone. I think. He's, he's I think. Strong. Yeah, I think he's going to the to the top potentially. I've always I, liked him. I think his finish is great. I think um, his, his act overall in his entrance. He's, he's got a cool look, everything. He's got everything. He's he's got even, even got quite a unique voice and sound about him. Yeah. And he can speak Spanish. The way he goes into cool. Spanish as well, even yeah. though yeah. I don't understand what he's saying. Um, yeah. I think it, it's just it's just cool. Yeah, uh, I think he insulted um, Ashley or something like that. Yeah, it just sounded so aggressive, and I didn't know what to say, but I loved it. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's, really good. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, I, you know, I finished. I don't know if that. they use it now, but I do like the Archer of Infamy as well. I, I think that's a really cool name. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard it much. Actually, really. on the main roster, I, I think that was more of an NXT thing. But... I, I still love it though, because he still does the art. The yeah, he does he, it he, when he, I was entrance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. I, I love that how it goes up in flames. I, I think it's brilliant. He, he's he's definitely quickly becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. So I hope he carries on. Yeah, and I like I say I I think they've they've they clearly trust him. Put putting him in that bad bunny match, they could have given that spot to someone, mm. you know. They, they but to do that with someone just being called up is quite a big um, you know, trust the faith. And then just, like I say, just on Monday to be to be the guy to come out to Lashley. Mm, that's big. It's it's such such a big spot to to put him in. And he, he looked great against Lashley. Um, you know, both just mm. physically and you know on the mic in ring, he, he kind of matched Lashley there. So you know, I I I think the sky's the limit for Priest. Um, the other guy the other day as well. Sorry, the fool he took where he landed on the outside. The oh, ring that was nasty. That looked yeah. savage, but and you could tell he was in pain, but he didn't really let it affect him at all. And I've got full respect for him. He's not a light guy. That must have her. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That that made I thought, wow, he hit the deck with a flood there. But yeah, full full respect to Priest. Yeah. Um, there's just one other guy I wanted to mention on the current roster, and that I, I kind of mentioned him already, but that John Morrison, who for I me is going to say Riddle, to be honest. No, I I I will get to Riddle later, but I I, I think John Morrison has been kind of. He's been brilliant for a little while. I really like this whole moist thing. Okay, it's a bit stupid, but 
I, I, I kind of like it, but I do. Yeah, I kind of love it. I don't always like stuff like this, but I think it's brilliant. I think he's so good on a mic. He's so charismatic, Morrison. And he's, he's great in the ring. And like, he's, yeah, he's had some matches. Some Money in the Bank, bank match, he was fantastic in it. Yeah, he, he had some singles matches with Ricochet in yeah. up to Money in the Bank, which were phenomenal. And I'm trying to think who he wrestled after. He's had some matches as well. Priest. I think he's he wrestled Priest, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I obviously you guys know, but the Miz for the past six months, year has just been my biggest bugbear in wrestling. I, I can't stand the guy. And it's not even I can't stand it because he's a hero. I, I can't stand to watch him. I almost want to turn off my TV. The reason I don't is because I love John Morrison and I was fed up with, I always thought Miz was bringing Morrison down. And maybe that was on purpose. Maybe I was building to this. And so obviously on Monday, they um, split up officially. And Morrison looked a bit serious when he had kind of like, a, he had like a promo backstage about um, the Miz. And he hasn't always, he's, he's very rarely serious, is he, Morrison? So it's nice to see that side of him. And I think Morrison has to win this feud. I'm sure he will. And, you know, I, I think he's a potential world title challenger. I, I, I don't know if he's a champion, but I think he's someone who could, if built properly, I think he could go up against Lashley and, you know, put a good fight mm-hmm. of it. But, you know, he's put a belt he's, on him. And to be honest, after seeing Lashley's ascent to the top, you could do it with John Morrison because who'd have thought Lashley would be in a position he's in now? Yeah, it can happen. It can ago. turn around for you quite quickly. Mm. It can. And he's fantastic in ring. I, I want to see more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, with people who can build him, not not weak. Yeah, I, I want to see him against new opponents. I, I think they need to do this Miz thing, and that's fine. I mean, the match is booked for Monday. Whether that that's probably not that's not obviously the blow off. It's going to be a sh- they'll have an extreme rules. But they'll they'll have a match of extreme rules for stipulation. Hey, it was not a zombie There's, match. I guarantee it now. Not a zombie match. No. <laughs> I'd like to move him to SmackDown and see him against people like Seth. Yeah, s- split them up. Split Miz and Morrison once this feud's done. Put them on separate yeah. brands, so then they can't tag back together or feud with each other. And just like, yeah, put him in a continental match, title match, or yeah, feud with Rollins or like Cesaro. There's so many people on that on SmackDown you could. So speaking of Rollins, um one of my SummerSlam matches of the night, Seth the Edge. Yeah, it's my match of the night as well. Just the I mean, the entrances, edges, oh my god. How oh, cool was that? And the fact that the uh the ramp as they'd normally call it the the entrance ramp was like a mile long helped him able to have two two entrances essentially and i just thought the build of making edge look like this proper gritty guy um it was just such a great idea to use that that old music from the brood um i absolutely loved it i think the build has been brilliant for them and the fact that they've referenced um seven years ago with seth and and we know Seth, in my eyes, can't do much wrong. He can make everything look good apart from throwing chairs on the fiend. I think that was the only thing I've ever seen him <laughs> do badly. Um, he, he that wasn't his fault. Cheesy was... suit, but he's, <laughs> he's turned now, hasn't he? To this like extra heel. It's like he's really turned up the the heel. Yeah, he has. now. It's actually <laughs> interesting is is a uh, character because obviously he was the Messiah, and his character isn't too dissimilar. But it feels quite different. It's like not much has changed from his Messiah gimmick, but he feels he's laughing like a bit fresh. More. And he's on his own. Yeah. He's not got lackeys anymore. You know, we had yeah. Murphy, he had AOP for a bit as well. Remember, yeah. remember Len? Austin Theory. Yeah. 
Austin Theory, yeah. He, he was with Seth for a while. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's cool that he's on his own and he's doing it. He's not using he's not using like distractions from other people. He's just him. He's a great wrestler. I can beat you. I should be your Universal Champion. You stopped me being the Universal Champion, so I want. I'm to excited to see what's going to come. But the yeah. um, one of the highlights was just the when Edge went for the spear and he pedigreed him. I had to yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I was, I've never, I mean, I, I'm, I, it probably has happened before, but I, I've never seen that before. And like, it just looked so good. Um, and I was like, he's got him there. He's got to have him there. But no, he didn't. It was, it was a fantastic match. And it is, I think it, Rollins gave Edge his best match since his return. And that says a lot about Rollins because yeah. he had some good, he's had some good ones. Obviously, the triple threat was fantastic. Mm. The, um, I think his matches with Randy were decent, but they weren't. Dude, they were great. Good to do they they weren't yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and the one-on-one match with Roman was was very good. But this match, uh, in terms of just pure in-ring stuff, I think was the best match Edge has had, and mm-hmm. since his return, which says I think Rollins can give people that. He can give people their best matches. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I'm interested actually now to see what what Edge does off the back of this because because also he 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 won the match. He's he's won the feud. Whether they carry on, I, I don't know. Whether, but Edge has already, done, you know, done the title thing. He's now probably for the next best, you know, if you know, for looking at the depth, he's kind of like fought the next best. So I, I, I'm interested to see what Edge does next. Maybe, maybe he comes to Raw. Maybe he's, you know, on SmackDown. Who else has he got? I think that is to, a very, fight, very you know. likely scenario. Yeah, brilliant. I'm not quite sure. Who, you know, does he fight? Well, Lashley, think, he's still champion. I'm trying to think of another heel on SmackDown, though. Yeah, move move the big name over because we've just gained a big name, haven't we? Yes, well, I was going to get to that in a minute. SmackDown. So, yeah. it, but, you know, Edge Rollins was match of the night. I think we all agree on that. But yeah. I, 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 not too far behind second was Roman and Cena, I think. Um, yeah, I know yeah. I mentioned the women's triple threat earlier. I thought RK Bro winning the titles was a great moment. But yeah. in terms of the match quality i think roman and cena put on a really really good match better than the first one a couple of years ago um slowly built up it started quite slow but once it got going you know i bought into the i know i said earlier that you can't buy into john cena's finishers but the last one i did buy into oh yeah the turnbuckle one i thought god he's he's gonna do it yeah i I was so sure because he'd already done one for a table and yeah i thought maybe cena is gonna win his 17th title yeah i've gone back the a through the table you know so cool yeah, mm. and, and, and that match slowly built into a really, really, really good match, I felt. Um, and a really good sort of main event between two big su- name superstars. Like, you can't really get two bigger guys. So I thought it was a good Summer Sam spectacle, really. You know, like a, a, everything. The entrances felt big. Everything felt, you know, Roman Reigns was about 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably a bit too long, but it, I love it. But It's, uh, it's great though, isn't it? Every time that music hits, you kind of yeah. sit, up and, sit up and take a notice. It's not one of those, you're like, oh, you know, he's coming to the ring. Yeah, like you're like, oh god, here we go. We to, like this is like you. Yeah, like, I sit watch. up. I sit yeah. up and think, right, here we go. Especially when I see Paul Heyman there, lift the belt up, and the Usos behind it. It's just, oh, it's oh just the, the Usos coming out with him. I, I yeah. just, they had a brilliant match. Um, yeah, they did. The Mysterios, it's a very, very solid match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I they've had four or five now. Right? Just them being there, their presence, they just look. So I, I just have a like, slight issue with Juicers at the moment. I think they did so good building up Jay as a singles and then Jimmy's character. Now all of a sudden they've just gone back to tag division. It's hard to 
they're just Usos again. They're not Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso. I know what you mean. I yeah, mean. like for me, Jay Uso was like well. was like one of the stars of the last year. He's really become like a top tier. Like, yeah, you you could see him, you know, fighting for world titles. You know, he did fight for world titles, and I I think he really built himself up. And then I think they just thought, oh, we've got bigger things for Reigns. Uh, we'll make Uso's tag champs and just yeah. give him all the belts. And I, I think it's fine. I think they need them though. Yeah, no, I yeah, I I, 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 I think they should be tag champs. I just think they should also have their own personalities. Still, they've kind of st- gone away from that a bit recently. Yeah, they have a bit, to be fair. But yeah, so obviously the Reigns seen a match finished, and then the big return we're talking about to SmackDown is obviously the what return of Brock, Loz- Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Sorry, Brock Lesnar with his new ponytail look, looking really jacked in his jeans, and um, oh, he looked absolutely. He, it looked like he had stole Dean Ambrose's old ring gear and like, <laughs> Dean Ambrose's old ring gear and made it bigger. That's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he like the jeans cute. and the vest thing, and he just looked massive in it, massive, and just him coming back. The dynamic, the story's yeah. right there with Heyman. Oh, like, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect for Brock's return, and you know, Roman yeah. Brock have had matches before, and it's not really been popular. Like uh, you know, headlining manias. But it's, it's very different this time, isn't it? The timing's right now. Um, yeah. Roman's Roman's the heel, and he's the hot heel, and like he's been dominant. And Lesnar's coming in as the baby face. Like, well, I never liked Lesnar. In a way, I liked his matches. I got into the hype, etc. But the fact that he came back as the same person every time, yeah, Heyman bouncing around the ring, didn't really say anything as well. Mm. Um, and then would disappear. And then would for disappear months. for weeks. I was like, oh my god, here we go again. But now I'm excited to see when he turns up. What's he going to do? What's Heyman going to do? What's the tribal chief going to do as well? Because he's this really powerful guy, but you've just brought in probably the most dominant person that you you, you could, uh, the mm-hmm. most dominant superstar in Brock Lesnar. Um, I can't. I don't think there is anyone else who who has dominated as much. And now you've put Reigns in this position where it's almost clash of the titans. You've you've got two unbeatable guys here that are about to go off. And you've given Brock a fresh new look that hopefully is going to um, stay and not sort of slip back into past habits. So I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I just yeah. can't wait for Heyman's promo. Like on Friday when he comes, like how, how, what's Heyman going to say? You know, mm. I'm actually more looking forward to what Brock's going to say. I, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine Brock cutting a long promo. But like the few times he spoke of. Actually, quite enjoyed what he said. Like, I remember there was a, when he had a thing with Samoa Joe years ago, but he had like him, him and Joe had this promo against each other where like he took the mic off Heyman and went right into Joe's face and got proper serious. I was like, yes, Brock, this is what I want to see. And um, it's funny, I actually watched like 2002 WWE back a while ago, and that was when Brock first came in and he was a face and he was brilliant. He was, I was like, God, I love Brock Lesnar, he's so good. And this was at the same point when in real life he was beating Kofi in 10 seconds. I was like, oh, can't stand him. Can't stand him current time, but 2002 Brock is brilliant. And I think he might, you know, come back as a similar character to what he was back then, just this brilliant um, face. And I'm just intrigued as to how how he approaches promos. Is he going to, you know, try and be on the fan side and, and speak a lot? Or is he just going to be the silent kind of, you know, you know the silent 
um, hero and just, you know, Reigns and Heyman are going to come out and talk and he's just going to take Heyman to Suplex City. It's, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting to see how, <laughs> interesting to see how, how it happens. So, yeah, in fact, I'm interested to see how he's going to be in ring as well. Because he's yeah. going to do the same thing or is he going to have... It'd be cool if he's got something new. I know everyone wants Suplex City. Yeah, Suplex City was, you know, it was over. As much as he was a heel, well, I think I think that would get cheers if he does do, that. Do you know so. what happened when the cameras went off at SummerSlam? Do you know what happened after the show? I have heard, yeah. I don't. He know did you know. about ten suplexes on John Cena. So is mm. Suplex City still? A thing? That is interesting because <laughs> Cena's like you know massive face. I well, know I, I they guess. just they just wanted to get the crowd up. Poor old Cena. That's a big comeback. Loses the match and just gets destroyed after the cameras go off. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen Cena. again. He probably loved it. He probably loved it. Cena's yeah. amazing. Oh, credit, Billy. This return. run of Cena has been fantastic. Again, yeah. those guys, and sometimes I think, oh, God, here we go. Cena promo, I'm going to get bored here. Um, but actually, I think it's been brilliant. I've been excited to see him come out. I'm thinking, is Cena coming back? The only thing that was a bit repetitive and was quite funny is the... The, the one, one, two, three. Two, yeah. Three. <laughs> oh, mission, missionary John Cena, though. He's, he's great. Yeah. Oh, so good. The biggest of Cena... I will say, I think, and maybe it's, I don't think it's, it's probably isn't that unpopular, but I think he's the best promo ever in in WWE. I, I think I don't he's, think he's I don't think he's top, but he's in the top. I think I think he's so. that good. And I always said this, always said this because when it was Cena v The Rock, Cena was better on a mic than The Rock. During that 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 for that like six weeks when they were just going back to back every show, back to back them two, and Cena's was phenomenal, so good. Like when he called out The Rock, having it written on his arm. And like the rock had nothing in response, and just I, I just think Cena's brilliant. So yeah, I you know I I had no question the build up would be good. It was whether he could do it in ring, and he, he was you know he was he as good as he's yeah. always he, been he delivered. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely. So I thought SummerSlam overall was fantastic. I think it was although Mania was brilliant. I think this was the Mania they wanted. Card, yeah, the card wise, you had all the big a bang. I do think there were some down points to, to, to SummerSlam. There were some bad bits, but yeah, the, it was a good show. More in the Becky thing. I, I'm yeah. going to bring it up in the segment we have at the end. Yeah, and yeah. I do think the, the obviously the Eva Marie Alexa Bliss thing was pointless. Xavier Woods, oh, terrible. Miz Morrison thing was a really weird waste of time. Why couldn't you add those two, take those two things out at that time onto the Becky Bianca match? You got a great show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just a few, there was a few things that brought it down, but overall, there's always got to be something. It's very rare you get a perfect but, overview. Yeah, I mean, what was better though, SummerSlam or Takeover? Well, yeah, let's let's go into Takeover because I think this was um, just actually it's, 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 sorry, just start at the bottom of the card. Yeah, oh, and Takeover. So, so on, on TakeOver, we um, had... Um, we let's not talk about the pre-show match. <laughs> Night and Grimes, didn't we? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I just want to say how fantastic I think this feud has been. Uh, oh, for someone to come in, LA Knight, and who I didn't know because I, I didn't watch him in his... Um, was it Impact he came from? Yeah, yeah. Impact, yeah. yeah. Eli I, I never yeah, watched I've seen quite a bit of it. I thought, this guy looks the part, but usually it takes a long time to build him up. But they've put him straight in. Um, to this, these fantastic feud with Grimes. And I've absolutely loved it. And sometimes I'm not too keen on the silly side of wrestling. I struggle to, to get along with it. But I think all of the stuff with um, Grimes being his butler, when they're on the golf course, 
um, just LA Knight basically abusing him, and but Grimes just being silly, basically. I think it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And then when you get them in ring, they have some absolutely phenomenal matches. Um, I, I also love the stuff with um, DBSE. Uh, I, I think yeah. it's a great addition as well. And this title they brought in, I actually care about it. It doesn't feel like 24-7 title or something that I really couldn't care less about. I, I think it's it's great. And I think the match they had was fantastic. I like the result that came out of it. They're not trying yeah. to drag it out too much. I'm not saying the feud it has to be squashed there and then, but I think they've they've kept it short and snappy that I was keen for more and they've not drawn it out like they sometimes do on Raw and SmackDown and I think they have some great matches some great promos and I've enjoyed the whole thing and I think both of them are uh, an absolute credit to NXT yeah I think they've made NXT because NXT is a wrestling show really there's not much comedy there's not much segments in it and to have their vignettes where they've been playing on the golf course they've been doing some fun stuff genuinely funny to watch has really added something to NXT that was missing. Because um, it's great. You know, you get all the great wrestlers in NXT. You're Adam Coles, you're Carlo Riley's, you've got Garno's and et cetera. And Gagano's become a bit of a funny character as well, to his credit. I love Johnny Gargano Which he didn't so used to much. have. You know, he didn't used to have. But Gargano, like, Candice, Indy Hartwell. Love him. Yeah, yeah that, that's another storyline that's kind of, you know, added some something different. That, that one divides opinion a little bit more. But oh, I love it. In terms of in, in terms of the Dexter Loomis stuff, no, I don't uh, think, yeah, I don't no, think I, the way do. Yeah, no, I, I I love I love all of that. Dexter Loomis, yeah, I, Cindy I like it as well, but I know love a lot it. of people don't. I know a lot of people don't. Um, but I think um, universally popular Grimes in LA Night, from what I've seen, you know, people seem to love it, and and I think it's really added something to NXT definitely. And the match at Takeover, like you say, in ring as well, delivered. It was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the best match of the night or anything, but it no, but what it was. You've it was got deep. a tough card to compete with. Well, yeah. exactly. And, and the thing is with these guys as well, it's not just about aiming the characters. They're such good characters. These are two wrestlers. You can see Vince looking at and thinking, wow, I can use these on the main roster. He can use LA Knight. Like, LA Knight is so confident on the mic against, you know, I think he'd be so comfortable on the main roster. Grimes, okay, he could become a bit of like an Elias. He probably could be like a 24-7 champion type thing, mm-hmm. maybe, Grimes. I'm a bit worried they might but, turn uh, LA Knight into an EC3 scenario. Yeah, he reminds me of EC3. Because EC3 so was fantastic. Yeah, no, but he was fantastic on the mic and in ring, and then suddenly he didn't get used. Yeah, main game. roster, he's not allowed to speak for some reason. Let's mm. leave him on NXT. And, and, and that's his best attribute is his on mic work, and no, just, just don't speak. So, yeah, no, you're right. But I, I, I think there is potential for both of those to move up yeah. in the future. Um, so, again, this, this wasn't the main event, but maybe it should have been. I wanted to mention O'Reilly, Cole, um, which I, I know there's uh, another match, which I think I mentioned in a minute that could be matched of the night. But I, I think this one was so good. So often these two out of three falls matches... Um, maybe don't don't deliver like sometimes there are falls where maybe they end quicker than they should and i think you can argue actually with the first fall. the first I, fall was a bit quicker i think the, i was going to say about the third fall actually the third fall mm. I, I think the third, the third fall, fall let, the, let it down a little bit because they they put the cage down i thought they're gonna do some crazy spots with the cage and then he just did like a handcuffed him to the cage did the submission oh yeah and, yeah. and the fans actually chanted bullshit at the finish so they yeah. weren't happy. well they i i think well yeah it could be like maybe they and were that's chan- for me why him. it wasn't wasn't matching the night for that reason because yeah 
it it felt a bit flat all of a sudden. Yeah, and no, maybe you're right. The, um, oh, the in-ring match. stuff was brilliant throughout the match. Not mm. you know nothing. Cole and O'Reilly, it's going to be. They're two phenomenal wrestlers. But I think, I think the end didn't let it down a little bit. I really do. I thought it was great, but I was bored of the match before it started. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm ready for the undisputed era stuff to go now. They've they've split them up, which I didn't really want to happen. The result I, was very obvious as well. I yeah, yeah. I, I'm just done with it now. I want them to go on to new things. I hope that is it. It um, will be because Adam Cole is not going to be in NXT yeah, wherever yeah. he goes. Let's let's hope he's main roster. Let's I hope he hope. is. I, I, I but it's either going to be main roster or AEW. So either way, it's a result, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I would love to see him on either. I'd love to see him on either. So yeah, I I think Ben Roster WWE needs him more than AEW. Oh, definitely. Especially if especially if Brian goes to AEW as well. They're bringing in so many top names. Whereas like you could throw Cole onto Raw and have him have him beat Lashley at the next pay-per-view and be champion. And be like, oh, okay, that's probably fair enough. Like I think Cole is that good. Obviously, I, I worry about how Vince would use him because he isn't his typical. Well, yeah, you exactly. know, he's he's not a big guy. He's, he's like a, be quite small, isn't he? On the yeah, back. he's like a Shawn Michaels type. Where you know, Shawn Michaels is maybe the exception to the rule, but yeah. very often those guys don't. It's um, who can Panama Sunrise and things like that. I, he, he can Panama. He's not going to. I mean, he'd struggle. It'd be awesome if he could, but I mean, I can't <laughs> see Panama Sunrise and Lashley or Drew. They're just so big. I mean, well, he could do it. Didn't then, he do one to Bronson Reed? Didn't he on a. NXT. Yeah, he I did. Think he did. He, he did. did. Yeah. So maybe he could. It's just but, uh, that yeah. would would want to do it, I suppose. Um, or if yeah. let him do it for that matter. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think it was the right the right decision because I think yeah, I right. a great match. I just wasn't that into it. Compared I, I, I agree with you. I really. I knew the result before. LA Knight mm. That's what I was looking forward to in comparison, which is wrong. I shouldn't be. I should be looking forward to a two out to a two out of three falls with a cage match at the end. Yeah, you couldn't be looking forward to a million dollar championship to make an old man the butler. It's just, I'm done with it, which is probably a very unpopular opinion. In terms, I'm of- not. I'm kind of with you, actually. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I do see where you're coming from. I, I think two out of three falls matches are always hard to book because you're always going to go to the third fall. It's kind of pointless if yeah. you do it and you don't go to a third fall. Because like Regal's announcing a cage match, but then if you don't get to a cage match, and then people's like, "Oh, I thought we were going to get a cage match." <laughs> like, they should you, just do a normal. Yeah, normal you have to go to so two or three pools matches are hard. They could have done like an Iron Man or something. I think have they done that before? Them they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they didn't do it with them. They did a sixty-minute one with Adam Cole, and it was a four-way, wasn't it? And. In NXT. What was the last Cole O'Reilly match? Was that it just was, unsanctioned? Wasn't yeah, it? it was just yeah. an unsanctioned match. Okay, but that, they did go on for like half an hour that one. It was they? long. Yeah, it was very long. Yeah, no, the, the, what I liked about this match, what I will say in its defense, I think there was a lot of um, like uh, reversals and like them reading the each other and they were, and, and they were the hitting each other at the same time and stuff. Yeah, like the, the they really had chemistry in ring. These two really, really, oh, yeah. uh, really good. And I think now it's just. For me, I want to see Cole come out on Raw on Monday. It's a shame he hasn't got a catchy theme tune anymore. If, if it was Shock to System on Monday, everyone let's goes nuts. It. Let's bring it. Let's not mess yeah, it. yeah, just use Shock yeah. to System because if he, you know, I don't know what his theme tune is Main now. roster have seen it from Survivor Series a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, when 
Undisputed Era was coming out. In fact, let's just sack it all off and bring Undisputed Era to uh, the main <laughs> roster and just start getting them causing chaos. You have to bring Bobby Fish back first because he's gone. We don't need Bobby Company. Fish. He's fine. We'll just have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just go back to three. We'll re- <laughs> replace Fish with O'Reilly, and away we go. Um, so there's two other ma- oh, there's fr- there's a, three other matches to talk about. I think, but where do we go? I mean, the main event. Do we go to the women's match? Or- or, the, in the my main, opinion, the best match. Yeah, the main event I will cover later in, in our final segment. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk will... about Water v Dragonov because I can't. Yeah, that's 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 the one I think which is match I, of the night, I, year, it, decade, whatever you wanna. I absolutely adore this match. I love their first match. I gave it my. I think it was my second favorite match of 2019. Um, it was my favorite WWE match. I think my favorite was an AEW match. Um, was it 2019? Or was it no? It must have been 2020. Sorry, I don't know. It was ages ago. Yeah, it was 2020. It was last pandemic. year. It was, it was about, yeah, it was yeah, pandemic. It was about fans. Sorry, yeah. I mean 2020. And um, yeah, I mean their first match. And then you do that again for the title in in front of a, ta- on a takeover in a big stage and topped it, I think. And it was just the story yeah. of the match with Ilya winning in the end. I just I just thought it was amazing. I think it was my, it's probably my favorite match. It's definitely my favorite NXT match in a long time. I think, and it's probably my match of the year. But it's, there's so many other matches you can't. I can't think about it. Yeah, you need to kind of, kind of like keep an eye. One yeah, thing no, I, I love say, the main event of main, both main events of Mania for a start, and I'm sure there's some in AEW. Yeah, I yeah, well, yeah, sure. Sasha Bianca was amazing, but yeah. we, th- th- this match, the thing about this match which I loved and actually threw me a bit was how convincingly Dragonov won. I think yeah. I think we I all thought Dragonov's going to win because Walter, again, Walter could. Is another one. He could go on to Raw t- on Monday and challenge Lashley, and you would think, oh, fair enough. He's he's that good, Walter. So he's he's one I think is NXT UK is so beneath Walter at, at this point. He's been champion for like three years, whatever is it, yeah. two years. It's I think ridiculous. from our point of view, and like a big wrestling fan point of view, yes. I think from general wrestling fans, no, I don't think he could go on the main roster. I think he's almost too. Savage <laughs> in ring, <laughs> you, do, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. did, did you see Dragonov's chest? I'd love to see match? him. I'd love to see him have a proper run in NXT if he wants. If he wins, yeah, I think NXT. Yeah, I think NXT definitely. He could be really. Envy Joe would be a beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful give, work of give, art. Give that to me. And by give a beautiful work of art, I mean a massacre in the ring. Like they'll just kill each other, but it'd be beautiful. They would. Well, Dragonov <laughs> and um, Walter is one of those matches where I get worried about watching it because of how brutal it's going to be. And I know I'm going to be sort of hiding behind my hands because <laughs> it is that savage. And you see Dragon throw himself about like an absolute nut. And mm. I think, how is this guy still standing from a, from a real life point of view? He's yeah. mad. Do you know, it's, it's funny, actually. I, um, actually watched that match with my girlfriend and she, she's like always says, our oh, wrestling's fake. She's not that fussed on it. And I was like, watch this match. Before it starts, I was like, watch this match. Tell me wrestling's fake after this match, because I guarantee you this will be as brutal a fight as you'll ever see. <laughs> and uh, she was impressed by it. So oh, there you go. Non-wrestling fan. That's, that's, yeah. that's the torpedo Moscow. is literally just him just launching himself <laughs> at someone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's that's... a little bloke like him to hit like Walter, who must weigh like 350 pounds or whatever. 
Yeah, mad. But like, it's like hitting a brick the, wall. The uh, finish, I can't believe they got they had Walter tap out. That was like, yeah, just the image of Dragonov with his foot on top of Walter conquering him. Like, that, it, that, that is such a definitive win. That's like, it's not like, oh, Dragonov just about did it. He's beating him. If he rolled him up, wouldn't have the same effect with it. Do you so, think that Triple H who's pushed that through? Probably. Yeah. Um, I think... I know Shawn those, Michaels has a big say in NXT UK. So yeah, it's, he, it's he one of vote. those where Dragonov is now ready to lead NXT UK. He's, he's mm. clearly... Again, Dragonov could come on to NXT and oh, easy. Be, a, be a main yeah. top star. But Walter... The loss doesn't hurt him too much, even even as definitive as that, because I think he's so well respected. Um, he's been champion for eight hundred and something days. You've got to yeah. lose it eventually, right? So yeah, but to lose it like that is yeah, know, quite exactly. a statement. I was so shocked they did it like that, but at the same time, I, I loved it. Yeah, same, same. I loved it, but yeah, I you know whether that was better than the first match or not, I, I don't know. I, I need to watch them both back to back, maybe or something. Well, or we like a split screen. Skids, we watched Skid Scala. Skid Scala. <laughs> Skid Scala. Uh, Skid Scala. Cassius Ono. Twice in a row. Oh, yeah. That, um, why, not, what, it, uh, why not we... Why don't we get Heritage, Heritage Cup rules match. The worst match ever. Yeah. I, watched that, I watched that twice in a <laughs> day. Or something. Ever we watched twice in the same day. I think what will make it... What gave me the edge was that having the fans there and just having some atmosphere behind it because it made it feel special. It was nice to see NXT UK get some real... Yeah, as as obviously being from the UK, I got some real pride with when stuff like that happens on on a American show, and they really get behind this. It. Like oh, that, that's that's our. I know no, neither of them are British, but yeah. oh yeah, still, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but Walter's ours, isn't he? He's ours. Dragonov's ours. Like especially dra- like maybe Dragonov more so because I've really got behind Dragonov almost from the first time I saw him. I thought I love this guy. He's cool. On like NXT UK, one of the first ever episodes when no one watched it, I was like, oh, I love Dragonov. And I've followed his story the whole way through. Um, so I, I'm so proud of Dragonov. I'm interested to see who's going to come from now. Devlin? I know, I know how much you like Devlin. I think Devlin oh, Dragonov be could be insane. good. Insane. But the thing is, I'd want Devlin to win, which is far too soon. Mm. To, to do yeah, maybe they'll give him like a Noam no, like no Dar or something. <laughs> No, game, that'd be good because he could he could take the mick out of him. Yeah, Kenny uh, Williams. Yeah, let's <laughs> let him tear through a few people really convincingly before we give him a bait or a Devlin. Oh yeah, he'll have the title for ages. I think that title should have like good heritage where it doesn't drop. Yeah, it's a prestigious quick. title. Yeah, so yeah, change. Yeah, well, they they did that with the women's as well with Kaylee Ray. It also yeah. is another thing. Kaylee Segway. Segway. Here we go. So he's going to take it. Go on, Fish, you take it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it came, she came out after the, um, that's the, that was NXT's sort of surprise return. We've had so many returns. She's obviously not the same sort of caliber fame wise as a, a punk or a Lesnar or a Becky, but it was cool to see her. She's really been really great in NXT UK. And it was mm. after the Raquel Dakota match, which was good. I don't think it was anything to like. It was. It was alright. I don't I think, think it's someone, something I'm going to remember for for a long time or anything. I'm hoping uh, it's time for Dakota to come up. Just yeah, I was going to say I think Dakota is. I think Dakota is destined for bigger and better things. So yeah. I, I I don't think she needed that title. So I, I think it was the right decision. It probably was. Give her a give her a give her a big title. And, and Raquel versus if you're going to bring Kaylee Ray in, Kaylee Ray versus Raquel makes more sense. Kaylee Ray can yeah. beat her. So, yeah, I think she could as well. Because Gonzalez is. 
face, isn't she? Just she to, is, yeah. Because she is definitely now after Dakota Kai, yeah. After yeah. this feud, so I before think that it was let it cage away in, beat her, and hold that title for a while. She can throw off some fire promos, um, and she's great in ring. I, I think she's brilliant. Uh, uh, I, she is. If if you watch the um, Mako Satamura match on UK, <clears throat> the NXT UK, the title match which she lost. Yeah, she's done some great matches match. of. Um, Piper Niven or Dewdrop, as she's now known as well. Yeah, like, yeah. They, bit, they had some bangers as well. Like they've had some a bit good... sad she's left, to be honest. Um, I did like her in NXT UK. Um, I know, but it's just the trouble is, no, not enough people watch that show, and it, you've got to move on from it eventually. Otherwise, yeah. And I, I think she, she was one that was always like Walter. She's always destined to move up because they used her in um in what was it? They used her in, didn't they? Is it Survivor Series or was it the yeah. um the, what's it called the Two springs in a cage. What's War that called? Games. War games. Was it War Games she was in? Oh, it might have been. I think did they use her in both or because they used Walter in Survivor Series for NXT and he got pinned after like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Honestly, I was just so pissed. Right. Doesn't lose match for like three years, man. Just gets pinned. <laughs> he got rolled up by Drew, I think. <laughs> I was just like, that's what men roster will do to you. Come on, man. Stay in NXT. Well, don't worry, Drew, Drew's been rolled up a few times over the last few months, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good match, Raquel and Dakota. But I don't, I think, you know, I don't think it's something we're going to remember for a long time. I loved the build up to it. I loved Dakota's promos in particular. I thought they were great. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering whether the turn came a bit late. Yeah, maybe. I think they did maybe rush it a little bit. It was bit, quite short. Sure. It was like, right, yeah, gone now, which is making me think she is coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then obviously, I know we're all big Samoa Joe fans. And just to see him wrestle again was awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. What I will say is I do wonder how long... I, I just I don't know, because he hasn't wrestled for so long. And he's had, obviously, his problems. I, I question him being the champ for too long. I, I think this is a transitional, think think a transitional move to someone else. Maybe a Walter, I don't know. but it's a Or a Carl O'Reilly, maybe. Pete I don't Dunn, know. Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn maybe. Someone like that. It's a transitional move. So I'm happy for Joe, but I'm happy like with an asterisk to think. Uh, it's, I was just happy to see him in the ring again, more than anything else. And yeah. He, he did look a bit knackered. He looked a bit gassed at the end of, the, at the end of it. He did, he did but he always, he always did. He? he always did. Yeah, yeah. and it has been size, two years or something. The thing is, so again, it's one of those, if you're ranking the matches on the show, I think this one actually falls quite low down. No, yeah, because it, it was wasn't. Only, it was only a few minutes long. The best match. I think that's Joe's fault, though. No, I would actually like Probably this match not. to be even shorter. I would like this match to be like a a, a bang and we're done sort of thing, and maybe have the next challenger come out after because the match. Because you know, Cameron Cross. The thing is, Cameron Cross has already been called up. So, in terms of NXT booking, he doesn't need to be protected. And and speaking of chance, there was a hardy chant, wasn't there, during this match? Yeah, there like, was. It's completely... And where's We Want Scarlet or something was shouting yeah. at him. It, well, I, feel, I, mean, I feel a bit Scarlet. bad for him. I think I Scarlet, which is sad, makes Cross. I, yeah. I really do. I think in terms of his entrance and his promos, just her being there makes it. Um, yeah, and I definitely. think he's more confident with her there as well. He looks a bit lost when he's coming up. <laughs> it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, walk, he has a look around, pulls a bit of a grimace, and then waltzes down to the ring. I, no, definitely. I don't buy it. I think they should have waited for her to be. I, I think I've read into it that she's not cleared or something like that to walk to the ring. I'm not sure what's oh. going on with that. Yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's a weird one. I mean, so. this probably, speaking of segues, this is the 
perfect time to introduce our last segment of the show. Well, our only segment, but it's it's, it's the end of the show, and yes. it's the 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 skid marks or or malfunction of the week, whatever. We we, we all kind of are, are going to go around at the end of each show and just talk about one thing in wrestling that really really grinds our gears or you know get you know, really winds us up mark? what has been yeah the skid mark, the mark. The and my skid mark so. what yeah why i pushed it forward was my skid mark Sorry. is is carrying cross as a whole he was and actually i actually heard this on another podcast uh recently that he's actually Play the strongest it. booked nxt star ever in terms of wins loss he's got the best record in nxt history Wow. It was Biggie Langston before him. He's now overtaken Biggie Langston for wins loss record. So that's how strong he's been booked on NXT. He was like, you know, he he, he came in and attacked Champa. He's beaten everyone. He had a fatal four way against like Cole and you know whoever else was. I can't remember <laughs> in the match now. Bala, whoever. He's beat all them. He's beaten Bala. He's you know in in a one on one. He's beaten everyone, and then. <laughs> They call him up to the main roster and he comes out in this weird entrance. Like you say, he looks lost. He's walking on his own. There's, no, there's nothing about he him. He's, a helmet as well. He, yeah, he might he as well be... He hasn't even got a firework. He might as well be, be, be an um, enhancement talent, the way he's walking out. He's walking out like, you know, nobody. Gets rolled up by Jeff Hardy. And it's like, oh, well, there goes everything. The whole build-up to him as the strongest booked NXT star ever is just gone like that. Just like in a roll up, he's ruined. Yeah. And, and then they book him against Keith Lee for a few weeks. And okay, he he wins one, but he lost to Keith Lee as well. He 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 won one, lost one. Then and, and then yeah, this past Monday, his outfit choice was bizarre. I just and and I, I Scarlet's definitely a factor, um, but I think there's also he doesn't look interested on the main roster. I don't know what it is. It looks like. Like I say, he just looks like a lost puppy. He doesn't know what he's doing, why he's there. It's like he doesn't, doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Like and said, right, get out of there. And he's like, no, I don't really want to. Like, and this is the thing, he's never been the best in ring at all. His his he was an his entrance was phenomenal. He was good on promos because it was mainly Scarlet talking and he would do the odd, he would just snarl and he'd always look TikTok at the end. Yeah, he'd always always yeah. look mm. menacing and he would he would look like a top guy. And that's all gone. And I, I don't know why it's gone, but it's all just gone from him. And they've just, let's say, it almost feels like a, a middle finger up to NXT from, from Vince to say, well, this is your champ. This is what we think of him. We're going to make him lose to Jeff Hardy in, in a few minutes. And I, I just don't. The thing is, I wouldn't mind if we then built Jeff Hardy, but where's. What's happened to Jeff Hardy now? He, he, had, he had COVID, to be fair. Yeah. Well, he, he oh. did get the. Uh, Karen Cross did beat him quite convincingly. Couple yeah, of weeks later, didn't they? But it, it doesn't matter. It's, damage is done. Isn't it? Damage is yeah. done. So damage cross, is done. I cross... think the way they could. What? What have we? Have we got Survivor Series coming up? Yeah. I'd take saying, him yeah. off Telly. I'd just bring him off. I'd then get Scarlet behind him and use him as like a secret weapon. So they're like, we have this guy in the background who's going to come out, and then it like the entrance comes. He comes in last, and it's with Scarlet, and he's like this new guy again. Yeah, that, that's actually it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad yeah. idea at all. Yeah. And bring him back as this like real, and he just wipes the floor with everyone. Just, just leave him there, sinister. Then suddenly he comes in. Scarlet tells him to go, and just goes mental. Yeah, and and I think maybe my issue with Cross is maybe more of a general issue with just how they use. Sometimes they call up superstars, 
with no no plan, no plan yeah no Keith Lee's another one no idea what to do with him and I know he's had issues that like health issues and whatever it is he's had his own issues Keith Lee that's, that's why, where... why he's not worked but like and I, I get the argument that not many people watch NXT in comparison to the main roster so maybe Vince thinks well you know three quarters of my audience doesn't actually watch NXT so why would I care about what I do in NXT I get that point from Vince's point of view that's actually a fair point but why would you call someone up with no plan? Call him up to put him in a storyline. So you think you have a face built up or something, like a, like, like a riddle, I, I don't know, someone, and then he's coming up to destroy them. Or like, you need a reason to have people on your roster. You don't just call someone up and then just have them in pointless matches where they're getting rolled up or whatever each week. It's, it's just, it's so stupid. It's just not a way to run a show. AEW really are good at not doing that. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, you know, like Malachi Black come in and he had a purpose, you know, okay. He was, obviously, he was probably an obvious signing because he was like the be- one of the best free agents going, but they didn't call him up and then have him have random matches where he'd lose some, win some. And it's, oh, well, there goes Alistair Black or, or Malachi Black. Sorry. But, you know, I, I just think Cross is, Cross is a big example, maybe the worst example of recent times of this NXT call-ups. Yeah, not, I was going to say... In, in the opposite to that, you're talking about Damon Priest earlier. He's the opposite of that. They Perfect. Pushed yeah. Him Perfect. Yeah. Why haven't they done that across? It's weird because he's the cha- he was the champion. You know. Do you know what I actually think. Well. Yeah, I think well. I, I think another one is I, I know she was champion, but Rhea Ripley as well. I think they called her up, and again they had to use her because how good she was, and she was again she outlived NXT. But they don't know what to do with her. Like her character, one week she's faced, one week she's heel. She's fighting against Charlotte. She's taking a mick out of Nikki, Nikki Ash and is friends with Nikki Ash. I just don't know what's going on with her. And mm. Rhea Ripley should have been like the biggest star on Raw. That's what she should have been. She was that good. And they've they've flunked her. They okay, At least Shayna, at least she had a reason to come up. She attacked Becky, fair enough. But then since that, they've not done much. Although she was tag champ for a while. I guess she's had something going. But yeah. Crosses my uh, skid mark of the week. Well, since you mentioned Becky, this leads into my skid mark. Um, Becky Lynch, wow. Entrance music hits. I did think she was going to come at SummerSlam. That was. uh, I wasn't expecting it, actually. It it caught me by surprise. I mean, it surprised me, but I did think she was going to, if she was going to come, it was going to be SummerSlam. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. She's the man. She looks, she looks great. Um, Probably nuts wow. as well. Bianca Belair, probably my favourite um, female wrestler at the moment. I think she's absolutely fantastic in ring on the mic. I loved her reign, and I thought, here we go. Maybe we're we're gonna. I didn't even think we we're gonna get a match. I thought she was just gonna come out to say I'm here. That was enough. That got the crowd going. Becky can go. Okay, we're getting a match. Fantastic. I'm thinking right. Sasha might come out. I know she's can't wrestle, but maybe she'll do make a distraction, interfere, something like that to stop the match. Or we get an amazing match that we know Bianca and Becky give. Fantastic. Instead, one of the strongest <laughs> superstars from NXT and the main roster has just been punched in the face and rock bottomed, which didn't look that convincing to yeah. me. I don't think she caught the finish like she wanted to, Becky. Didn't he is a bit... At all. Yeah. She's like, been pinned and lost the title. I was like... It just bonkers. 
Why? That was that was your your mania main event. Getting Bianca to win the title. It was one of the best, maybe my match of the year so far. Yeah. Bianca Sasha. So good. Such good storytelling in that match. Brilliant. And then for, for that to happen was just bizarre. It was, it was criminal booking. And it was really bad. Well, I think one of the worst things about it is they could have pretty much done the same thing. So I here's how they could have worked it and used the same time up, but everything everything works out. They do the same thing. Oh, Sasha's not competing tonight. Carmella comes out as her opponent. Belair's like, fine, beats her in two seconds. The same amount of time Becky beat Bianca in. Belair beats Carmella, squashes her clean, fine. And then Becky walks out and just stares stare off. And then that's it. We move on. And then you build up to a big... Because Becky v Bianca should be built up. That's some match. Like That's your biggest built woman star against your biggest woman star like head to head that should be built up not just and i'm sure they'll have a rematch but yeah it's ruined Blair, I hope it at least Blair goes looks a bit stupid now yeah. Blair looks a bit like i don't think Blair will beat becky because I, 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 of how how easily becky beat her no she in, won't in that becky's got that title like, for a long time they could have had the exact same scenario just had the match between carmella and bianca and had well, becky come out after and have the same thing you can even do a triple you could have done Carmella comes out because the whole point of bringing Carmella out first is the crowd's like oh that's annoying yeah and got Sasha got Carmella that sucks and then you bring Becky out and everyone's like yes that's that's really good and you can thing is um Becky beat up Carmella so she was out of match Mm. you could have just had to go I'm in the match as well we'll have a triple threat Mm. match did a two minute triple threat match and then Becky pinned Carmella Bianca would still lose the title and has every reason to be frustrated but she yeah, doesn't get pinned. Way you can do I look it, yeah. weak. Carmella, no one cares if Carmella gets pinned, right? And then Becky, on, uh, and then you can set up a one-on-one feud between Becky and Bianca for the next pay-per-view. And then yep. Bianca can be fuming like, you stole, you came out, you just come back, come out and pin Carmella. And, and you think you're a champion. Like, yeah. and you can build off that and make a good story. And I don't know why they didn't just do that, to be honest. How much of a big deal they make out of contract signing as well? But well, that's nothing, yeah. It's... Big sections of contract signing, uh, with Sasha and Belair, and then next minute they've just made it themselves in the ring. Yeah, Becky's just decided she's having yeah, a match. Oh, it, if you think about it like that, yeah, it's so unlogical as well. Like, no, it just logic. annoyed me how my favorite, uh, super yeah, well, yeah, that, that is bad on a few levels because not only are you annoyed with Bianca, but actually kind of annoyed that it's put a dampener on Becky's return because really Becky's return should have been amazing. We shouldn't be, this shouldn't be in your skid mark. Shouldn't be a skid mark. No, no, no. not Becky, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch returning is like huge. I was so excited. It's, it's bigger that. than Brock, maybe. But even the finisher, I was like, that looked awful. So, yeah, she, she, she didn't connect it properly to finish her. She like kind of tripped as she did it. It was looked a bit messy. But... And they could have had such a good match. Um, it really is an injustice to Bianca. So that is my skid mark all over the title. Yeah. They've skidded all over that title. So. <laughs> very, very good skid marks from both of you, I think. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I would have had the Becky Bianca thing as well, I think. And the carrying cross one makes sense. I haven't got anything where I'm quite as angry um, about as those two. And those two make complete sense. So I'm just going to go with um, the fact that I'm actually going to go with something AEW related in the fact that they kind of, Rampage was amazing with CM Punk returning. And I, I was so excited about Dynamite today, tonight, last night. Well, this morning when I watched it. And I thought, oh, this is going to be an epic show. We've got Punk's first promo. They're going to put built loads of great stuff on this show. And they just did like one of the weakest Dynamites I think I've ever seen. 
and they opened the show and I just thought, wait, you've, you've got punk, right? It, on YouTube, they're getting four or five million viewers watching Punk's return. So I, I think you're going to get quite a lot of extra fans that haven't seen AEW before. Yeah. Watch AEW last night. And, you know, Punk's promo was, oh, you know, I was kind of done with sports entertainment. I'm here with wrestling now. This is a wrestling show. And these fans are going to turn it on. Oh, this might be really, really good. Let's watch AEW. And then they turn it on. And the first thing they're going to see is Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy doing delete and little kicks to each other. And I, I don't have a problem with either of those two acts. I think that individually they're fine. And even on a normal other day, that would work. They're, that's a fine match, right? That's. I just think that's not the way to start your big show. Maybe get Punk out first, or do Chris Jericho MJF. You know, so turn it on. New fans come on. Oh, Chris Jericho's here as well. I remember him. Yeah. Like, and 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 do something really good, or, or have the Moxley match. You know, people, the old WWE fans are going to recognise Moxley. You know, and and stuff like that. And I just thought it was very very strange booking um, decision from AEW to do that. And I hope that they haven't then lost people who would have watched the show because they've just turned it off and gone, this is rubbish. What am I watching? Because it's not, I don't personally hate that, but I know Orange Cassidy is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And Matt Hardy doing the delete thing is not going to be everyone's cup of tea, is it? So it's not something I'm majorly angry about, but I just think it was a misstep by AEW. Even get Alistair Black out first and just have him kick Brock Anderson in the head, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing, like... I completely agree with you. And I think where they put Punk in the show was a bit strange yeah, as well. Like, like, it was in the middle, like either open with Punk, like you did Rampage, brilliant, get the crowd going, oh, what a show we're going to have. Yeah. Because after that, you're on a high after Punk comes out, you maybe forgive the Matt Hardy Cassidy stuff, or you end it with Punk. To have Punk in the middle and end it on okay, a bit of a damp squid, okay, he's beat up Brock Anderson. Um, Brock Actually, Anderson? Right. Yeah, yeah bro. My, 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 the other thing I, I didn't like on AEW was the ending. Yeah, just uh, well. the damp squib ender. Like, oh, what, 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 Lee, Lee Johnson I... comes out and Alice and Malachi Black kind of runs away from him. And I'm like, really? He <laughs> yeah, just man. kicked two people in the head. What's Lee Johnson going to do about it? Like, it was a bit, it was just a bit weird. I just, Big shoddy Lee Johnson. When you've got that hype and all that stuff. And I mean, the CM Punk promo was great and they hinted about Daniel Bryan in it and, and all sorts. Like, there's so much to excited about with AEW. And I just think you're going to have so many new people watching it. And I just think they let themselves down a little bit with that show. And it's just, it's just a bit disappointing. It's yeah. not, no, nothing to, I'm sure next week will be great. I'm sure Rampage on Friday, they, they've got a good card for that. It looks good. It was just, I was just a little bit disappointed. Yeah, no, you, you, I, I think it. you're very justified. I think there's so many ways to start a show after such a hot, you know, like the hottest thing happened in wrestling in years. And you could have had, you could have had Omega, the Bucks, Cody, yeah, Moxley. Have, that, have a Omega and the Bucks open the show, yeah. Absolutely. Any, like, Punk himself. Darby Allen could have a primary open the show. Got to have, you know, I want to hear from Darby for this match at some mm. point. That'd be nice. I know he doesn't talk yeah. much, but... Yeah, exactly. There's so many things, like, putting, like you say, a stupid... Comedy match. Yeah, a comedy, comedy match. match to open the show. Sports entertainment, which is what they're saying they're not. CM Punk saying they're not on the promo. It just didn't make no sense to me. Yeah, no, you're completely justified there. That was, um, was yeah, a, sh- a strange one. Fish. Good old skid mark. So that was a good skid mark, and that's uh, something you can expect from us every week. Um, 
I think that's it, isn't it? If there wasn't anything else that I yeah, wanted to I mention. Think we've, um, I think we've covered. There was so much to cover in wrestling this week. So if we have missed it, yeah, no, there's so much really week week. for us to start. Yeah, yeah. we, we probably we've already start. could have spoken more about RK Bro, but I love RK Bro. Yeah, there's plenty of time. I love them. They will come up. We're all big fans of RK Bro. So yeah, that's it from us for this week. Um, so you can, uh, we, we, we will plan to record at the same time each week. So we should be, we should be coming out. Um, we record this on a Thursday. So I don't know when this will actually get into your podcast feed, but it, it should be the same time each week, um, assuming nothing comes up for us guys. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of try and keep it similar. Again, I don't quite know the, how how long we've gone here, but we'll we, we maybe kind of work on the length going forwards, and and we'll, we'll, and, and we'll get a there won't be as product. much stuff going on every week. Yeah, this this is quite a quite a, quite an eventful week to start, mm. I, I think. Um, so yeah, I I you know, so you can you can catch uh, us at the Robot Republic underscore, um, and also. Uh, the website That's on is Twitter, right? Yeah, on Twitter and a robot-republic.com is the website. Um, and in fact, we should, we should probably have our own Twitter account for this podcast. Yeah, we'll get that set up. Sorry, yeah, we should, amateur at this. Yeah, yeah. we, we, we should. This, this is the first one. We don't know our podcast. No, yeah, no, no one has it all sorted out on the first episode. Um, but in terms of maybe catching we're us, our own, we're our own skid mark. <laughs> yeah, maybe we are. But in terms of personally, you could catch me on Twitter at Sean Keeney12, S E A N K E A N E Y. Um, what about you guys? You want where we can follow you guys on? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, James Fisher1989 um, is my Twitter handle. Um, if anyone wants to DM me, how, how, how terrible my takes are. Uh, uh, yeah, wrestling. just tweeted and bury, and bury me um in that sense then then fine you know but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna concentrate on us creating a twitter for the um yeah, wrestling podcast and we'll um we'll start to tweet out from there you don't want to follow me on my personal twitter not yet not until there's really good news <laughs> <laughs> he has too many controversial opinions you don't want to hear the world's not ready there's for crusty no controversial opinion and apart from the ones that I've said in this podcast, and they are all of my personal opinions. So take that. <laughs> all right. Well, we will catch you next next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.